Okay, okay, what's going on, LBHT crew? B, what is going on? Uh, this is the start of uh, 13 straight wins for Carolina this week. Yeah, yeah. That's right. right. One, one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. Damn right. right. Gave everybody else a nice little head start. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and now we're coming. They, they're, they're like they're like Lomachenko. They were downloading the first four. That's years. right. Okay, they're downloading. That's right. All right. Hey, look. Oh, job Bigby over on Facebook uh, already hitting the like button. I like that over there. I like that. <laughs> Salute. We got Jeremy Miller in the house. Says, hey, everyone. It's rivalry week for me, my Sooners versus the Longhorns and Cowboys and Niners. Yep. Of course, not as ain't no rivalry. Hey, you know, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. You know, and obviously it's Steelers week for the Ravens. All right. So we're going to be talking about that. Do, do the Panthers get right against the Detroit Lions? It's not as crazy as you think. It's not as crazy as you think. All right. We're going to talk about that. Um, and we're going to talk about the Panthers in general and, and, you know, the moves that they're trying to make. I like what I'm hearing. Let's see some action. Yeah. Wants some action next. All right. Salute to Marco G. Thanks for coming through. Says, What's good, fellas? If Steelers are looking at a QB, I hear Daniel Jones is available for a 10th round pick in a couple of Skittles. <laughs> uh, the skills might be a little, little too, uh, a little Ooh, too rich much. for the blood. Um, yes, we got coach in the house. What's going on, coach? Salute, salute. And make sure you are subscribed to Sip to Tally Films. All right. Um, He's part of he's part of the crew, right? Everybody's in the crew. You need to be subscribed to uh, help build all of us up. But also, you get a little bonus. You, you you like this show, you get to see us plus plus Hendo plus Chris is joking plus OTR Mike every Monday for the Ravens roundup along with Coach, obviously. Uh, so go over there and hit the subscribe button. And we got DDS, DDSQ in the house. Salute says, "What's good, y'all? Looking forward to a great show. Thank you, appreciate it. In fact." I, I, I even say it again this week, man. I'm I'm, tri- I'm, I'm I'm slipping. I'm slipping. It is Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hope your week is going well. But if not, hopefully it gets better starting right now. All right. We are streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So wherever you're watching, like Job Biggie, Job Biggie B over in on Facebook, uh, hit that like button. All right. Uh, and if you are new here, hit that subscribe button. All right. Got just Allo in the house. Says, hello, LBHT crew. I hope you are doing well. Hey, salute to you, Just Allo. Xavier Smith in the house says, gentlemen, I have waited all week. Good evening. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Good evening. One Sessions in the house says, what's up, LBHT fam? Salute to you, One Sessions. What's up, One Session? A guy, Bazel, says, yo, what's up, Bazel? That's what coming through. All right, Bazel got he Bazel got a YouTube channel. It's a, you know, he 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 posts videos. He's still trying to kind of find his way, but he does a lot of food reviews. I think he's leaning towards that. All right. And you want to hear his reviews. They're good reviews on restaurants. If you're not sure what to eat this weekend, Bazel going to get you. He's going to get you right. Okay. Malik B, what's going on? Salute says, what's good, Kim folk? What's good with you? Our guy, Agent E in the house. What's going on, Agent E? Thanks for coming through. NDT Sports says, what's up, OGs? Hey, says, can't wait. Yes, yes. And Matt D's in the house says, hello, best show on YouTube. Hey, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Uh, all right, it's Steelers week, and um, even though the Ravens are looking the best, <laughs> the Steelers are looking even less best. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about that matchup, but you know, again, these are the type of games that we we fumble, so 
Are we going to have another mishap or are we going to take care of business? We'll discuss that. We'll discuss how the Panthers can get back on track. All right. And we're going to we're going to give a shout out to our guy, Eric L. Over on Facebook, showing us love. Salute to you, Eric L. Thanks for thanks for coming through. All right. Um, and we got, you know, we're going to talk about some some news from around the NFL. OK, a couple of things going on. We're going to discuss some NBA uh, after the Damian Lillard trade. Who is your who is your favorite for the NBA championship? We're going to discuss that. Also, there was a boxing match this weekend, a big one. Canelo Alvarez versus Jamel Charlo. All right. Canelo came out on top. Um, of course, you know that because you you watched our reaction on, on Ring King's podcast. So uh, we're just going to recap it a little bit more and, and go into detail on one particular topic uh, regarding that. And salute to Anonymous. Thank you for the donation. That's what I'm talking about. It says greetings, everyone. Have a most excellent show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Much appreciated. You. And if you want to be awesome like Anonymous, there are two ways to do that. One right below B dollar sign LBHT show. That is the cash app. Also, the pin link that you see in the chat box will take you to our stream elements page both ways. Leave your donation, leave your comment. You get a nice little animation that's coming across my face there. It used to be right next to me, but my setup is a little, it's a little off, but that's all right. We're going to work on that. Um, yes. So a lot to talk about uh, your points. All right. You guys. We gave away our prize. We, Coach got his prize. Coach was the winner last last month. He got well, he didn't get it yet, actually, because uh, as I found out, they do not do e cards. So I need your actual physical address, there, Coach. Uh, just what? send that out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, he's going to get his prize. Did we do? We need to do a drawing, right? Yeah. I, I just updated the uh, the wheel and reset the points, so everybody should be back at zero. All right. So 38 people in here. All right. As you come in, what's going on, Yolanda? Thanks for coming through. Love Yolanda. As you as you're coming in and you're wondering about how the point system works, just real quick. Uh, you get points um that accumulate every month. What's going on, Engraven? Salute to you. Thanks for coming through. Love Engraven. Uh every month they accumulate, right? The person with the most points at the end of the month gets a prize. Also, anybody that met the thousand point threshold. Uh, will be entered in this drawing that we're going to do uh, tonight. Okay, that's every month, and you get a twenty-five dollar uh, gift card from Amazon. All right. Yes. So, and all you got to do, exactly what you're doing now, watching, uh, participating in in the chat, uh, donating, uh, sign up to our Patreon, um, submitting questions, and we read them on air. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to get points. Signing up to our newsletter at lbhtshow.com. That's an easy one thousand points right there. There's all kinds of ways for you to get some points um, and have a chance, a good chance to win a prize. All right. Okay. Um, we are going to get this show started. But first, we like to start every show with a black history fact. And B has a black history fact for you. No, I don't. Uh, what <laughs> I have <laughs> actually is a black history recommendation ah, uh, this week. Okay. Uh, this person, and, and full disclosure, I have not read this yet myself. It just came out recently, uh, but I'm familiar with the author, Michael Harriet, who is a, a journalist. Uh, he writes for The Atlantic, Europe, or uh, Grio, The Washington Post. Uh, he's been on CNN, MSNBC. Uh, you may be most familiar with him from Twitter. Uh, he, he posts long Twitter threads about, uh, about a lot of, uh, basically about black history uh, and mostly correcting uh, people who are incorrect online. But he just recently, uh, middle of September, released a new book 
called Black AF History, the Unwhitewashed Story of America. Uh, and what that is, is a sort of retelling of American history, uh, but the true version. Uh, you know, not the kind of uh, erasing a lot of uh, the people who are involved, not whitewashing a lot of the other people who are involved and making them out to be uh, a little more heroic than uh, than they actually were. We have a quote here from the book, early in the book. Uh, it says, the story of America is a fantastical, overwrought, and fictive tale. It's a fantasy where Christopher Columbus discovered a land that he never set foot in. It's George Washington's cherry tree and Abraham Lincoln's log cabin. It is the story of slaves who spontaneously teleported themselves here with nothing but strong backs and a brain full of Negro spirituals. Uh, it's Betsy Ross's sewing kit and Paul Revere's horse and Thomas Jefferson's pen and Benjamin Franklin's eyeglasses and George Washington's teeth and liberty and justice for all. And it is a history predicated on lies. Uh, and then, obviously, from that point on, he goes through American history and, and tells the real version relying on uh, primary sources and other uh, previous historians. Uh, so if you are interested in a more true-to-life version of American history, definitely pick it up. Again, it is Black AF History, The Unwhitewashed Story of America by Michael Harriet, uh, and it is avail available now. There you go. There you go. I'm about to get myself a copy. All right. Salute to Kimberly Harmon. What's going on? Says, I think the Ravens going to beat the Steelers this Sunday. We're going to find out, Kimberly. Thanks for coming through. Yes, yes. Uh, just, uh, uh, Jay is not happy with our Streamlabs bot. Says, why you had to tell the congregation that I had zero <laughs> points twice? Yes, look, most people don't have points right now. I mean, the month just started. Well, and that's messed up, particularly for Jay, because Jay has more than zero points. Oh, okay. Oh, is that is that? Oh, well, Yolanda's got more than zero points. Salute to Yolanda for the twenty donation. Well, I added some points to everybody just so that I could get the list there. But uh, Jay has points because Jay, for once, submitted his question on time. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you, Jay. Well, he doesn't get them yet. He gets them once we. Well, I always do it at the beginning, just okay. So I don't have to worry about it later. But Yolanda says, "Have a great show. Appreciate you, Yolanda. Appreciate that." Thank you. Um, yes, if you don't be alarmed if you see zero, this is the first show we've done at the start, you know, since the month started. So, uh, we reset every month, every month we do prizes. Every month, oh, wow, and Yolanda just jumped into the lead. That's right. Look, she's trying to win, she played a win. All right, salute to Yolanda. Um, also, um, I want to mention we're not, we're not, we're not doing a prize for this channel yet. Okay, it's not our channel, it's our guy Hendo's channel. Um, but little incentive, okay? Get to a thousand subscribers, and we might start sponsoring a tiny little prize if you get these these trivia correct, right? It is called Game of Tones, okay? Yes. Game of Tones. I'm going to so go over there, go to Game of Tones, subscribe, okay? Watch the video. They're giving you a clue. Try to get it right. We're not giving away a prize yet. But what we're going to do, because these things aren't easy, what we're going to do is give you a tiny clue as to what, and I, I mean tiny, as, <laughs> as to what, as to what it could be. All right. Now, this week's, this week's lines, um, I saw a couple of people get close. Uh, look at the thumbnail. That is a clue. Okay. Look at the thumbnail. 
that is a clue. All right. So we're gonna have a little fun. We're gonna we're gonna play some games this this season. Okay, we're gonna play a yeah, few I games. Yeah, I believe that's uh, Game of Tones twenty three. Game uh, of Tones Hendo, Hendo can drop the the link in the chat there. Yeah, there all, he is. We'll go go hit that subscribe button. Yeah, throw the, throw the link in there. Yeah, we're gonna have fun with this channel. We're gonna have fun with it. All right, Shaheen, what's going on? Salute to you, my friend. Says what's up, LBHT? <laughs> what's up with you? Thanks for coming through. Uh, the chef, what's going on? He says, uh, good evening, everyone. Jose and Brodney, what up? Jose, can we focus on the Ravens tonight? Nobody wants to hear about Brodney's future XFL team. And time out for the chef. The chef, man. <laughs> we got we got Panthers fans in here. They want to hear about the turnaround. Okay. And listen, this is this is this is like like investing in something, you know, a project at the very beginning. Okay. They're building from the ground up. All right. They're obviously not going to win a Super Bowl this year, but you want to be there for the journey. <laughs> I think it's uh, <laughs> you want to be there for the journey when they when they when they build themselves up right into a, a powerful franchise finally right i thought you was cool chef i thought we were cool <laughs> sorry Coach said strike two chef <laughs> <laughs> jerry green salute yes. man hey jerry got a he got a dope uh podcast too goes just like it says right there, Jared uh zero one one green. Go over there and subscribe to him. All right. Uh covers Southern a lot Ballers of show. Yeah. So what? Southern Ballers show. Yes, Southern Ballers show. Southern Ballers show. Yes, yes. A lot of dope content creators in here, man. And this is the link right here uh for Game of Tones. All right. That's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, Chef, you are forgiven. He says, My bad. No, nah, I still right. strike too. Dandy says, "No Panthers disrespect. A win is coming. All right, you know, but he, he, like every time Dandy types something, it sounds like disrespect. Like they got the, the upside down smiley face. I don't. I feel like you don't believe that, Dandy, and I don't appreciate you you coming at me like that uh, <laughs> while pretending to have my back. Oh boy. Um. All right, we're gonna talk some some Ravens and Steelers. Right now, listen." If you guys don't know, you can find B. You like you, you want more content from, from Rodney every Tuesday. He's on Suge's channel, Suge Night Three Two Three. He does the Steel Conspiracy. But what I'm not, I'm, but I'm not liking here. I, I think I, I, you know, I hope you're not sharing my notes with with Suge. He's always stealing my topics. Okay, <laughs> don't appreciate it. But Suge is a Steelers fan, so Suge, I, I I got to listen to some of it yesterday. Um, he doesn't feel good. Usually he's 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 overconfident, okay? Mm-hmm. Filled with confidence that the Steelers are going to beat the Ravens. And sometimes he's right, even with Kane Pickett, surprisingly. But this time around, doesn't feel so good, right? Um, I was actually kind of like, uh, I don't know, because Mike Tomlin, like, you just, I've, you've never seen him have a losing season. Even when they're awful, they find a way to split with us, right? Even mm-hmm. with Kenny Pickett, but Kenny Pickett was hurt, and I'm like, well, Mr. Biscay might be might might give him a better chance to win, but Kenny Pickett said he's going to play. He'll be ready to go for Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking. I, I think it's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, really, uh, with those two. Yeah, it's kind of whatever. Can we? I mean, has he conceded that Kenny Pickett is bad? Um, not that he's a bust, but that he has been. He has been bad this year. Yes. Well, oh, he was he was drafted in the first round, wasn't he? Yes. I was Number gonna say, I, I, okay, yeah, I, I I wouldn't call him a bust. Like, 
Yeah, it's the a first it's, round. I mean, he, you know, he hasn't he hasn't started a full year yet, uh, but you know, he looked much better in the preseason. And once the real lights came on, I mean, well, okay. So, so again, this goes back to how do we define a bust? Because yes, he was drafted in the first round, mm-hmm. but it was a weak quarterback class, and I don't think people had high expectations for him. You know what I mean? I bet the Steelers did. Um, and so far he is not meeting them, (laughs) but, but it's still early and, and you've still got Matt Canada there. Who's a bad offensive coordinator and you gotta, they gotta give him more time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just Al says Cam Pickett was a champion in the preseason. Yeah, he was. Did he look good in the preseason? Uh, He did. I, I bought in completely in the preseason. I thought, I thought like he had gotten himself on track. He was about to have a, a breakout type year. And he, he did in the opposite direction. <laughs> Salute to Marco G for the 333 says, seems like Steelers fans feel the same way about Matt Canada. The Ravens felt about G Row. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been hearing this from them about Matt Canada for years. They but definitely feel that way. At least you could win games with G Row. <laughs> <laughs> um, these head coaches and their loyalty, even if it's hurting their team. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a nepotism league. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay uh, the knowledge that some of these coaches and GMs have, and you know how hard the job is or anything like that. Of course, but but um, there are a lot of bad ones out there that don't know what they're doing, and they're only just hiring people that they know. Okay, anybody can do that anybody that doesn't take doesn't take skill to throw somebody in there and be like oh we'll just you know do something you know um a lot of these a lot a lot of the staff i've said before from from coaching up to uh up up to front office a lot of them aren't qualified to be in the nfl you know for example uh the jacksonville jaguars are off to kind of a shaky start Mm -hmm. right uh, haven't really looked the way that people thought they would look, particularly having added uh, Calvin Ridley. Do you know who their offensive uh, coordinator is? No. It's a man named Press Taylor. Now, does that, does that sound familiar to you at all? Press Taylor? Press isn't his actual first name. He goes by Press, which is shockingly an upgrade from his first name. His actual first name is Sherwood. Uh, so he said, nah, call me he's, Press. He's... <laughs> <laughs> he's not he let me guess he is he the son or nephew of, of zach no, taylor no no see i mean just brother yeah brother <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's zach taylor's younger brother it never failed if you if you are ever looking at your team and you're like man this coach is not getting the job done i don't know how he got this job google his name and his family and you will find out how he got that job. <laughs> and again, it's not to say that he's he's terrible at his job or anything, but that's how he got his job. Listen, listen. Some of these some of these coaches, because because this is this is where people will try to defend it. You know, well, you know, Kyle Shanahan is doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like, yes, you're going to get some you're going to get some some relatives that are good at their jobs. Yeah, right? again, it's not but, a commentary on the quality uh, of, of their coaching. It's yeah. a commentary on the pro- the hiring process. Right. Because he's doing a bad job, but he'll be allowed to continue to do a bad job until he can fix some things. And even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, he'll 
he will float around and have a full career in the NFL. He may not be a coordinator. He might be, you know, running back coach, offensive consultant, whatever. They'll they'll find titles for him. He will stay fully employed. He'll collect a full pension from the NFL, <laughs> whether he can coach or not. Yeah. Like Jim Fossil's son, uh, who was the special teams coordinator for the Rams, and on Hard Knocks, he was running on the beach talking about, man, I just want to stay home with my kids. It seemed like right. he was forced into coaching. Yeah. Yeah. But, you, you know, got you got Bill Belichick's son, who, you know, he's still trying to perfect the, the Belichick scowl, right? Yeah, you know, and, and Bill, Papa Bill is like, listen, yeah. your hoodie, it's not, it's not big enough. It's not droopy enough, man. Come on. Yeah, you, you know, you gotta look scruffy. So he's like, all right, dad, I'll, I'll grow my beard out, I'll grow my yeah. hair out. Young you know? Tarzan gonna get there. Right? <laughs> he's gonna be the next coach of the Patriots and he's gonna win. I mean, he'll win something, probably not a Super Bowl, but <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. All right. So back to the Steelers. <laughs> yes, Matt Canada is somebody that they want to get uh the Steelers fans want to get rid of. Um I don't know. Look, I'm I, I'm I'm big on Mike Tomlin, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously what's going on right now, something's gotta shake up. Okay. Um and I feel like He's a little comfortable because no, then you know, as much as people say, "Oh, it's going to be a last year for him," they're not going to fire him. The only way he's going is when he walks out the door. The Steelers do not fire the coaches, right? Now they, they've done a great job picking the right ones, hmm. right? But they don't get rid of them, right? They they that's that's part of their their reputation, stability. Um, but man, Tomlin, I don't I don't know I don't know how much that he has on the roster, but I feel like he's earned enough. Uh, pull to say get me somebody else I'll tell you what uh, if they finish with anything below nine wins I bet you he's up out of there fired or he he won't leave Matt Canada he'll be fired if oh they, Canada I think yeah, yeah, yeah. About Tom no 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 not Tom Tom was not getting fired uh, <laughs> but I think if they, if they finish with uh, fewer than nine wins that dude he gone yeah he might be gone before then they don't fire people in season um but you know, February very early. <laughs> he'll be he'll be receiving word that <laughs> he needs to find employment elsewhere. Like, hey, I heard this this is a leap year. I mean, you go ahead and leap onto this next flight. Get up, you know, get about out, out, out the state. <laughs> find your next job. Zico Kage, what's going on? Salute to you, says Jose Friday. What's, what's good, unks, and everyone in the chat. Indeed, indeed. Uh, 70 people in here hit that like button if you're new hit the subscribe button uh you know we haven't set goals in a while yeah. we haven't set goals in a while uh you know once we hit a thousand subscribers we got comfortable right uh we enjoy this we enjoy this chat we enjoy this group man great group of people that come in here uh but you know we're we're trying to grow as well we, we continue to grow and you know um Push to see how far we can go with this. So uh, we're going to set a goal. I, I don't know of a timetable yet. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, we're at, I don't know, over 1,500 subscribers. Let's try to get to 2,000 subscribers by the end of the football season, okay, before Matt Canada gets fired. <laughs> 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 All right? Spread the word. Let everybody know, hey, before Matt Canada gets fired, uh, LBHT needs 2,000 subscribers. All right? That's, that's, right. what, that's what we're going for. That's what we're going for. Um, so no, I, I I don't see the Steelers winning this game. The the Ravens I, had we not lost to the Colts, 
mm-hmm. I can see them being a little overconfident and and taking this this game uh for granted because we're up in a division undefeated um and it's just another week that players can heal up right and it's not a big deal okay they lose that game so what right um but taking that l to the colts earlier a, a game that you shouldn't have have lost um i i, I every time i say this you know uh john harbaugh proves me wrong but i feel like there's a heightened sense of urgency to not slip up like that and we beat the steelers that's three and oh in the division mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 only week five so you don't want to really you know you, you don't want to jump the gun a little bit, but that's essentially you, you're locking up the division. Yeah. And that's why the, the loss uh, last week for, for Pittsburgh to Houston was such a big deal. Uh, they, they caught a, a 30 to six beat down from a team that they arguably shouldn't have lost to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, on the field, it looked like they should have lost. They looked like the worst team, but going into the season and going into the game, you know, we kind of thought that they were the better team. They should be able to handle a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach and a, and a pretty young roster. Uh, they were not able to. And it's, you know, again, it's put them in a spot where they're not tied for first in the division with Baltimore like they could have been. Now they're looking down the barrel of being under 500 and just getting stuck it back there with the Bengals and the Browns uh, fighting for second place. And, you know, Baltimore being way out in front. And the problem for Pittsburgh is... Right now, how do you turn it around? Because the O-line still isn't great. Uh, you know, the run game hasn't really gotten going. Najee Harris has 210 yards for the season uh, through four games. And, and granted, he's not he's not getting a ton of carries. He has 49 carries. Uh, but they're, they're just not really getting that going uh, on the ground like we kind of thought they would after they drafted the offensive lineman and they drafted Darnell Washington. Uh, but the biggest issue is Kenny Pate is not able – to find their receivers. They've got George Pickens out there. You know, they, they've got Calvin Austin. They've got Pat. Well, Pat Fryermuth did get injured. Uh, he's out for a few weeks. They got Allen Robinson. Um, they had well, Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. But he, yeah. He's hurt as well, but he, he played a couple of games. He played two games. He has three catches. Uh, and, and that's the thing. They can't get the ball to their playmakers. Uh, George Pickens, you know, an, an immensely talented receiver. Uh, he's played all four games. He has 16 catches. That's four catches a week. That's not enough. That's not enough touches for a player like that. And Kenny just can't get the ball to them. Uh, now, Marlon Humphrey, uh, I believe, was back at practice. Yes. Um, I think Tyus Bowser was as well. Oh, was he? Okay. I, I believe so. Uh, Chat can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I thought I saw his name on the list. Good. Um, but even if even if Tyus isn't back and it's just and it's just Marlon, that's not going to be great for Kenneth. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to have a he's not going to have a great day throwing against this this Ravens defense. Um, and you know they're going to be able to continue to get to the quarterback, even though yes they have to blitz to do it. Uh, it's not going to hurt them with Kenny being the one who's dropping back to pass. Like he's not going to be able to hurt them. Uh, Odell and Bateman right practice. Yeah, they, they were both practicing. Ronnie Stanley was practicing. Uh, so, you know, it, it looks like you may see the Ravens near full strength. Um, so I would expect the offense to to really get on track this week. I would expect the defense to have a field day against Pickett and that and that Steelers offense, honestly. Uh, and, you know, we, we always talk about Harbaugh and not, 
like you're saying, not uh, getting the team prepared, uh, but you're always going to be up for the Steelers. You know, that that's not yes. a question. They're always going to be ready to play Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, so I think that Pittsburgh has, you know, I, and and you saw it with Suge last night, right? Like you said, he's, he's always picking the Steelers, uh, but he, he was very wary. Uh, he knows what's coming on Sunday, and it's not going to be good for Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I, I think we're all picking the Ravens here. But, I, you know, I, I want to talk about these players coming back for the Ravens, right? Um, very excited for Ronnie Stanley because Tyler Lindebaum came back and looked like Tyler Lindebaum, right? Mm-hmm. One of the better centers in the league. I mean, huge difference. And I think when Ronnie Stanley comes back, it's going to be the same thing. Right, that old line is going to get better, and also, also it's subtle, right? Because you look at if you look at the Colts game and you look at at last week's game against Cleveland, um, the, I don't think the play calling was was much better. The execution was better because Lamar had a little bit more time, thanks to Tyler Lindebaum, mm-hmm. right? And Ronnie Stanley comes back; he's going to have even more time. Um, and then you got players like Odell and Bateman coming back. That can, you know, they they just they know how to get open. They know how, you know, they, they're good with, with the catch. Um, the offense will start to take a step in the right direction. That already is, uh, but they will further that. And you can see just off of last game, Lamar is feeling more comfortable. He's getting more confidence uh in this offense. So yeah, I I I feel good about this game, uh, going into this game. Now, look. We we've talked about this, and you know, there's this narrative going out here with Ronnie Stanley and how he, you know we need to get rid of him. How many of you guys think we should get rid of Ronnie Stanley because he's he's hurt too much? I, I, I'm just curious. Put that in the chat. I, I'm just curious. I just want to I just want to see how many of you guys are on the the yeah Ronnie Stanley. He's got to go, man, because you know high price always hurt, right? I, I'm I'm curious. Like how many of you guys th- think that? Um, because positions like that are very hard to replace. Yeah. I'm and I'm not against replacing him with somebody good, right? Uh, if you find a, a young, a good young left tackle, and you're like, hey, it's time to move on from Ronnie. All right, fine, right? As long as that that left tackle can play at a high level, I don't have a problem with it. But this, oh well, you know, let's just, just get rid of him so we can save some money. Like what are you gonna what are you gonna do with it? Like what are you what are you gonna yeah? Makari ain't it. You're, you're right, Hendo. Makari ain't it. He's he's a sub, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaheen says he's one of the only two decent linemen that we have. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that again, if you're saying all right, you know we we'll, we can go, we gotta go pick up somebody else to strengthen the O line, but it can't be Ryan Stanley. I can I can meet you halfway there, but I say you you leave that be. Uh, Matt D says it hasn't crossed his mind. Good, good, because uh, there, there's that narrative out there. Look, you're entitled to your opinion, but if your reason for wanting to jettison him is because he gets hurt, everybody gets hurt on this team. Okay, that they do. Um, do you think we're getting seventy million dollars worth of play from Marcus Williams? And this isn't taking a shot at Marcus Williams. I think he's excellent. I think he's excellent. He doesn't stay healthy. He he's never on the field, and that happens, right? Again, I'm not I'm not you know blaming him for getting hurt. He you know injuries happen. You haven't seen a lot of them, right? Yeah. 
Do uh, you think we're getting first and second round picks worth of production from from uh, Owe and Ojabo? Right. Uh, it's been about three years for for Owe. This is his third year, right? Yeah. Ojabo is going to second year. Not a lot of snaps. Right. Um, Marlon Humphrey is just coming back. He's been hurt a few times as well. This team gets a lot of injuries. So if injury is your reason for wanting somebody out of here, we ain't going to have anybody on this team. Right. Do you want to get rid of Lamar? You know, Lamar's been hurt several years. Right. He missed the playoff game last year. The year before that, he missed it was what, the last six games or last five games and, and prevented y'all from making it to the playoffs. Do we want to get rid of Lamar? Of course not. Because, you know, he's one of the best in the league at his position. Uh, he's one of the best players in the league, period. And the same is true of Ronnie Stanley. Now, if he comes back after these injuries and he's just not the same player, then it's a different discussion. Yes. But at this point, it's not really a discussion worth having, I don't think. You know, they just need to let him get 100% healthy and let him go back out there and play. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's, you know, kind of addressing what Yolanda says. She says, well, I'm not ready to trade him. I do think we need to have a conversation about Stanley given his lack of availability. And I hear you on that. But you have to look at the whole team and how players just are never available. Like, what's going on with Bateman right now? Chill. <laughs> right? I mean, like, we can we can do this. We ask you questions about everybody on the team. It's like, oh, where is that guy? You know, like, how can it, this not like it's it's only it's only select players that get that treatment from from Ravens fans. Like, everybody wanted Marcus Peters back. Yes, he was he was in Baltimore for three and a half years. He missed one full season and was bad for one full season. He was not there or or a negative more from you know more than half the time he was in Baltimore and everybody's like resign Marcus Peters, right? Because right. you just you just like him, you like Marcus, and you don't like Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. So as they pump the brakes on Ryan Stanley, we're nowhere near uh, ready to move on from or replace him. No. Replace him. Right. You- <laughs> <laughs> they have successfully replaced position on the whole line. You said what? They they have successfully replaced one position on the whole line, and that's Tyler Linderbaum at center. What makes you think they can find a new left tackle? I would I would argue that that they didn't replace that position. They finally found that position. Well, I mean, however you want to say, it. like uh, they they had some decent players there. They they had uh, good enough starters there, and they needed to go and, and they upgraded it. They haven't been able to do that anywhere else, really. Ronnie, uh, uh, no, I'm saying Tyler Lindebaum is all said and done. He's going to be our greatest center we've ever had. <laughs> he's almost there already. <laughs> yeah. He's really good. He's really good. Um, that that pick, I, I will give EDC all the credit for. That was, I mean, that that was an easy one to make, but mm-hmm. he made it. That you know, good for him. Uh, Jared says, even though Orlando is having a rough year. Like I told Coach, I always wanted to keep Orlando Brown Jr. due to his availability. Yes. We said the same thing. You know, I mean, he would be gone at this point if we weren't going to pay him. But when he was asking to be traded, we were like, you say no. Right? Um, Because, honestly, have we done that? Go back and think, think about that. Right? We keep him. We're not rushing Ronnie Stanley back. All right? And Ronnie Stanley has a chance to actually heal up. He doesn't have to get that second surgery or anything like that. And I think he would be better off right now. But because you wanted to get rid of Orlando Brown, 
you had to bring in Alejandro Villanueva. He looked awful, god awful, and they're like, "No, Ronnie, you got to get back out there." So Ronnie gets out there first game. It was the first game, right? He he re-injured himself. I don't remember if it was the first game, but it was very very quickly. Yeah. So you know that chain of events started because they let somebody that was on a rookie deal dictate what needs to happen with that with that O line. They should have told him no. And and you know I I know that, that people are upset that he's hurt, and I get that. Uh, but availability is the best ability. Is it's yeah, it's a cliche. Everybody says it. it's absolutely not true. Availability is not the uh, case in point. Alejandro Villanueva was very available. How'd y'all like that? You you want you want more of that? No, because that's not the best ability. You know that Ronnie Stanley has been one of the best left tackles in the league. The issue in Baltimore, and, and as you said, it extends beyond Ronnie Stanley, is your training staff, your medical uh, staff. It's the same thing that happened in Washington with Trent Williams. He had several years in Washington where he could not stay healthy to the point where they thought he was finished, and they traded him for a third and a fifth. And he turned into, you know, right back into the best left tackle in the league. And he's destroying people in San Francisco. You couldn't give away enough first round picks for them to give him up. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly has a question. She wants to know, do you think if the Ravens don't go to the Super Bowl, do you think uh, Harbaugh will be fired next year? No. Uh, I mean, it depends, right? If they lose in the first round, I think he's toast. If uh, he makes out the first round he might be safe. If he makes it to the AFC championship, he's, he might get an extension. (laughs) (laughs) It really depends on how we look down the stretch. Um, But there are high expectations. I feel like, I think there's a sense of urgency. Um, And really it depends on Lamar Jackson's uh, feelings on it now, because now that he's flexed a little muscle and he's got his contract, um, uh, um, Bashadi, EDC, they're more tied to him than they are to Harbaugh, right? So if he has a conversation with Bashadi in the offseason or EDC in the offseason, and he says, look, man, I just don't think I can go any further with this guy. That's it, right? If your quarterback that's locked up for five years says, look, I've had five, I've had six years <laughs> with, with, with Harbaugh. It ain't working out. You got to go another direction. Then that's what it is. But I, but he I, I doubt very seriously that he would do that. Most yeah, I don't think so. Do that and and you know quarterbacks might do it later on in their careers, uh, but nobody wants to get labeled a coach killer. Uh, Malik, why is Alejandro Villanueva a bad example? Um, oh, I see. Is that is that what you're talking about, Villanueva? Uh, I, I'm I'm assuming so. That's what he said. It. Well, no, well, no, he's not a bad example. He's a bad player, and that's that's the perfect example, right? Um. You're saying, hey, get rid of this guy and just throw this guy in there. He can't be any any worse, or at least he's available. Well, okay, but he's a turnstile that gets your player hurt. Like, no, thank you. You know? Um, and and it doesn't have to be get rid of this guy for a bad player. It doesn't have to be that. But a lot of cases with us, that's what it is. Get rid of this guy and just throw this guy up, next man up. And the next man ain't ain't ready, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um. All that to say. Oh, we got a donation. 
we got oh another one for anonymous appreciate it. it says chances uh mr j rushes for three uh three times or less for the rest of 23 oh okay talking about lamar uh chances lamar ru- rushes for what three three x uh yeah or less Three X or less, or maybe he meant three K, three three thousand. Well, not three thousand. Rushes, right. I, I don't know. Um, he's <laughs> listen. The I, I thought he was going to be well below a thousand yards. Let's, let's say that I thought he was going to be well below a thousand yards uh, this season until I saw until until I saw the Colts game <laughs> <laughs> and last game. Um, but you know what? You know what? He he's still not rushing as much, but the amount of carries. It's still worse. Like if he's just asking, uh, you know, what are the chances he rushes three times or less in a game the rest of the season? I would say zero. Oh, uh, I think he's, okay. I, I think that he would. I mean, if I'm reading that right, I think that he would just. I mean, he's going to run that uh, just on scrambles most weeks. Yeah, uh, and they they have not stopped calling uh, design runs for him. So yeah, I mean, I I thought that his his rushing would be. Down around six seven hundred for the season. I haven't checked where he's at right now, but I'm I imagine he's uh, he's going to be surpassing that. I don't know, man. I hope not. I hope not. But yeah, and if he is, I, I don't want him anywhere near five hundred rushing yards. To be honest, right, well, he's at two twenty, and again leading the team in rushing, <laughs> almost leading the team in carries. So we're a quarter away. Almost, and yeah. yeah, so he's on pace for a thousand yards. Jesus, mm-hmm. it's it, how about gotta go? He does, he's literally running our running back to the ground. Um, yeah, so we both picked the Ravens. Uh, I think it's going to look similar to to the Browns game, you know. Um, even Kane Pickett plays, who's you know, he's technically he's a starter. Um, they don't have a lot, whole lot going on. Is this is this at home for us? Uh, that I'm not a hundred percent sure. I believe it's in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, it's at Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem to matter for us this uh, this year. We're going on a roll. And we we beating the brakes off of, off of AFC North rivals. DeAndre says Lamar naturally gets yards because he's a great scrambler. Yeah, but they also uh, draw plays for him, which I don't like. What's up, Raven C? Oh, it's a away game. Okay. Salute. Another YouTuber oh, you need baby. to subscribe. Okay. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that kind of, that kind of brought me down a little bit that he's on pace for a thousand yards. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel good this weekend though, man. Um, I hope what I want to see is I, I want to see a clean pocket for Lamar. Uh, open up the passing game a little bit. I want to see Odell get involved. I want to see Bateman get involved. This need, this needs to be the game where the two of them get involved. Yeah, I want to I want to see them throw the ball a lot more. I want to see them stop wasting touches on Gus Edwards and uh, Melvin Gordon and Justice Hill. I mean, like they they have their their roles, they have their place, right? They're not. I'm not saying they're terrible players or anything, but Lamar is your quarterback. The quarterback is the most important position in the league, right? In the sport, uh, Lamar is incredibly efficient as a quarterback yeah. last week uh you, you say you know if you count the what three sacks he had 31 plays he scored four touchdowns right right so you want the ball in his hands not anybody else's 
you know, give Lamar the ball, let him make the decisions, let him make the plays, and the, the offense will soar. Uh, and I'm not, and again, I'm not saying to run him, uh, but let him make that choice. You know, call the pass plays. If he has to run, he'll run. Uh, but more often than not, he'll be throwing the ball. Let him distribute it to Odell, to Bateman, to Andrews, uh, and and you know, get that offense humming. Yeah, salute to Helio Dominguez, man. Thanks for coming through. All the way from Brazil, man. Shout out to you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, he said he feels f- sorry for your Panthers. We're actually going to get into some Panthers talk right now. Okay. Right. Don't feel sorry. This is football. This is the NFL. You ain't got to feel sorry. You don't have to feel sorry. I feel kind of bad for Bryce Young. I feel kind of bad. Um, I am still in shock, B, about that zero score from Chandler Zavala. <laughs> that, I mean... I'm trying to. I'm still trying to calculate how do you get a how do you get a zero, but 14, 14 hurries because mm-hmm. how many like you said how many snaps did he play? Um, uh, I'm not sure the exact number of snaps he played. They they threw the ball 58 times in that game because that was the game against Seattle uh, with Andy Dalton at quarterback. <laughs> Actually, I want to know how many series did he play because you know in every series he's going to give up. At least two or three, all right. You can't. The old okay. Let's let's start here. Let's start here because the Panthers' old line should not be this bad, mm-hmm. right? Um, Iquanu. Okay, maybe he didn't look great as a rookie. He didn't look like this. Yeah. Right. Um, you got Austin Corbett back at practice today. Hopefully that 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 fixes some things. Zavala looks looks awful. The, the whole O line looks. I mean, they look terrible. Yeah. Okay, um, and you can't have that with a rookie quarterback. You can't have that with a veteran quarterback. When a quarterback doesn't feel comfortable in the pocket, timing is going to be off, right? Because if they try to stand in the pocket to look to wait for the guy to get open, and then they get blasted, right? They don't have trust of the O line, right? Even if they think it's going to be a, a quick pass, and and you know. The safety's coming down there like he's like he's Kyle Hamilton sacking you three times, right? Uh, Harrison Smith, um, you're going to lose confidence. You're not going to be comfortable in the pocket, so you have to get him some protection. You got to do it now because you're setting a bad tone for him. That's going to last for a long time if you can't fix it. You know. So, what are you, what are you reading? Uh, saying, are you familiar with the name Bumpy Johnson? Yes. Why? I, I cannot possibly imagine where you're going with that, Malik. But yes, yes, we are. Uh, but yeah, no, like said, the the offensive line has been pretty terrible. The offensive play calling has been awful, uh, and Frank Reich needs to give that up. You know, they they need to let the offensive coordinator actually call plays. Uh, they need to they need to stop trying to baby Bryce Young and and you know when when Andy Dalton came in, he played one game. And yes, it was against the Seahawks whose defense isn't great, but he they threw the ball 58 times and he threw for 361 yards, right? Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young has been the starter for three games and he has 500 yards total for the season, right? Um, so I, I think that Reich needs to let go. He needs to loosen the reins there. Um, but the other part is just the, the players aren't playing very well. Uh, Miles Sanders, he's been outplayed by Chuba Hubbard uh, yeah. so far this season. You know, the receivers, again, aren't getting open. Uh, Hayden Hurst is a backup playing starter, a starter role. 
the defense has been playing a bit over their head and the injuries are really taking a toll on them at this point. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, the only path forward really is them adding talent to that offense and, and just letting them gel and, and, and start to get into a rhythm. Uh, the problem for the offense is that they don't have their first round pick this year because you traded it along with your number one wide receiver for Bryce Young. Um, how you managed to give up both of those things in that trade, I'll never know, but that's what, that's how it went down. Um, so, you know, that's why they, there's the talk out there that they are being aggressive in looking for a number one receiver via trade this season. Uh, so you, they can't wait for the draft. You saw what name was floated out there. I didn't that was reported that. by Adam Schefter. No. They are interested in Hollywood. Brown. Oh, yeah, I, I did hear that. Yeah, I did. Hollywood Brown. I, that that would be that would help. It would. Hollywood is a good player. Uh, they say he's on pace to have a career uh, season. Of course, he doesn't play for Baltimore anymore. Uh, <laughs> he's a good player. I don't think he's an. I don't think he's really a number one type receiver. Right. But he he obviously would be in Carolina, uh, and that would be a big big improvement on the the receivers that they have right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we're, we're going to get into that a little bit more later. Uh, but yeah, at this point. They, they just had to keep – they just got to keep fighting because, like I said, they don't have that first-round pick. So it's not like they can just tank and say, hey, Marvin Harrison's coming to save the day. He's right. going to Chicago. Yeah. You know? Uh, salute to Marco G for a 420 donation says, I swear if the Panthers O-line doesn't protect Bryce Young this week, I'm calling Child Protective Services on the Panthers. Oh, man. Oh, man. Why the little man jokes? He ain't do nothing to you. Y'all get real sensitive when somebody talks about your quarterback, though. <laughs> real sensitive. <laughs> but that's all right, Marco. Um, okay. Can, okay. They beat the, can they beat the Lions, B? No. <laughs> I mean, hold on. Like, ask, me, ask me again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to answer that quickly. <laughs> what, can, what, what the, can the Panthers beat the Lions? Anybody can beat anybody. It's the NFL. <laughs> Any given Sunday. All right. Um, <laughs> the Lions... The Lions are looking uh, really good. The Lions are looking good. The Lions are looking good. Uh, it is still Jared Goff, right? So that's the one thing that Carolina's got going for them. But they are getting Jamison Williams back this week, so that's not fantastic. Uh, they already had Amon Ross St. Brown. He's gonna be he's gonna be rusty. Uh, he's gonna be rusty. Yeah, yeah, we can hope. Uh, <laughs> Carolina has not been able to stop the run at all. Everyone, all four teams that they've played have rushed for at least, I think it's 120 or 130 on them. And they can run uh, the ball. It's, it's ugly. Yeah, so David Montgomery, you know, he, he'll get his 30 carries. Maybe maybe they'll actually use Jamar Gibbs this week. We'll, we'll never know. We'll see. Um, I think it's, it's going to be really, really tough. Really, really tough for them. It's going to be really tough, Detroit. but this is the NFL. They are professionals. And when, you know... Uh, a little, little, little pressures applied, right? You know, e- even those Frank Wright's first year, you, you know, you don't want to go zero and five, you know, or zero and six. I think he's going to put pressure on himself and the staff to really yeah. get a win, you know, in these next two games, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there, I think you're going to see their best effort put forward in this game. Um, and they're already look, looking to make changes. Like you said, we're going to talk about that. They're, they're already looking to make some changes. I think, um, I, I mean, it, it, like, it's it's hard to pick them to win, right? The, the Lions look good. 
Yeah, um, and, I, and I said as soon as they played the first game against Atlanta, I said they they had a real shot of going zero and six. Looking at their schedule, yeah, um, and they're they're almost there. So don't say they they haven't achieved any goals, right? They, they're <laughs> they're tracking that one down. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's just going to be because the the problem is the offense is not functional at this point, and they can't. Uh, yeah, I mean he's played. Mm-hmm. He certainly has. Rick Wood says golf has played well yeah. in Detroit since late in his first year there. Yeah, I mean, look, he he's been okay. He's solid. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna I say he, he hasn't been great or anything. He's been okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, he put up great numbers in in with the Rams as well. Uh, but look, it, it, like I said, the offense in Carolina has not been functional up to this point, and Detroit can put up points. And those two things combined don't really uh they don't really hit me as something that's gonna make for a close and compelling game yeah no handle he says so are you predicting that carolina win i didn't say all that i didn't say all that i just said you know they're gonna they're gonna play like professionals okay in the past i would talk myself into picking carolina to win but they have a steep steep battle ahead of them man um let me ask you this b Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they obviously made some wrong moves uh, up to this point, but going back to trading, trading um, DJ Moore, trading your first round pick, uh, do you think they made the right move? No, I thought I didn't think they made the right move at the time. I didn't like them giving up DJ Moore and that first round pick. They didn't need to. Uh, their GM is not good at trading. Uh, and you know, you you know that by that point, Jay had talked me into Anthony Richardson anyway, uh, so they definitely <laughs> didn't need to get up to one. Um, yeah, but you know, and, and again, look, they didn't need to give up all that to get to one, right? He, Chicago was going to trade that pick regardless, uh, but they also didn't need to get to one to get to, to get Bryce Young mm-hmm. because Houston at two was set on taking CJ Stroud, which is why they didn't trade up to one. Right uh, when when Chicago was trying to trying to get that done, so no, it was it was I don't want to say it was a mistake because you want to get you have to get your franchise quarterback, but it was a poorly negotiated deal. All right, I'm gonna ask another question, right? Because um, Hannah put this up here, and we and we've been saying this for a while because we like Justin Fields. So Justin Fields would have prevented all of this. Now, given how Justin Fields, you know, like the the Bears are a dumpster fire. Fields hasn't mm-hmm. looked great. He looked good this last this last uh, Sunday, but yeah. overall he hasn't looked look great this season. Do you think would you still rather have Justin Fields over Bryce Young, or do you think Bryce Young will surpass Justin Fields? Look, I, I think that, uh, and I, I hate using these words because like they're not really real, but it's just kind of how we talk about prospects. Uh, I think that Bryce Young has a higher ceiling. You know, he, I think he he's a more accurate passer. Uh, obviously, a very intelligent player yes um, but i would i still would have preferred just taking justin fields um and, and like i said at the time i didn't say it was just justin fields that would have been my pick but it was justin fields or rashawn slater yes it had to be one of those guys yeah. and they didn't take either one of them but had you taken justin fields right uh, i think that you know being in a different situation he turns out completely differently chicago they don't know how to develop quarterbacks in chicago they never have uh you know, real quick, who's the greatest Chicago quarterback of all time? Rex Grossman. 
I mean, you could you could argue that. I right? know, that's, yeah, yeah. It's 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 either it's either Rex just because he got to a Super Bowl, uh, McMahon because he won, he won the Super Bowl, <laughs> or Jay Cutler because I don't know because they don't have anybody else, right? They, they don't Cutler. they don't ha- they don't know how to to develop and, and nurture a quarterback in Chicago. So I think it would have gone differently. But let's just say it went exactly the same. How about Jim McManus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's just say, let's just say that uh that, that it goes exactly the same and, and justin fields just can't play let's just say mm-hmm. that's what it is yeah. okay uh you're you're still not trading away that second fourth and six for sam Darnold. you're not making the trade for baker mayfield you're not trading away dj moore and your future first you're probably not trading away christian mccaffrey uh, because you're thinking, hey, I've got my quarterback. I'm rebuilding around him. Right. And if he is that bad, you're going to be in position to draft your next quarterback this year anyway. Yes, that's a good point. So. Yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. I, I agree though. If you have your what you believe is your franchise quarterback at the time, you're not doing a fire sale. Yeah. All right. Um, and this team could be would be not could be would be much better off. Yeah. I mean, I mean the the thing that really brought you down um, was Matt Rule. Um, not a good coach, and you give him way too much power to make this, you know, personnel decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, really set you guys back. And like you said, Fitterer, he gets taken advantage of in these deals. So, all right, do you do you want to discuss? So look, we're we're not picking the Panthers, right? We're both picking the Lions to win this. Uh, we'll see when we do our Week Five predictions. Okay, yeah. all right, you gotta do scores then. But yeah. all right, all right, but trade options. So. Uh, they're well, not no, making. No, 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 no. I mean, when I said later, I meant later because that's one of our questions. Uh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So we'll say that for later. But you, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot to ask this earlier because we talked about um, we talked about Kenny Pickett and how Tomlin should be looking to move on. Could they be in the market for somebody like Justin Fields? You know, I don't think so. I think that if they're going to move on from Kenny Pickett, they're they're just going to move on and they're going to draft somebody else. Um, but also, you know, it's going to depend on how they how they finish the season, right? Like if if they have a, a Mike Tomlin season, they're not going to be in position to get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or maybe even a Shador Sanders. You know, they might be. You know, maybe maybe they're they're in position to, to go for Michael Penix just because of the number of quarterbacks and that'll push you know somebody down. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't think that they would look to trade for Justin Fields. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be tough for them to find a, a, a trade partner, uh, depending on how the rest of the season goes, you know, if he plays more like he did on Sunday against the Broncos, then yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll be able to move him. Uh, if it's closer to what we saw the, like the first couple of weeks, I think they'll have a, a more difficult time. I don't think you're going to find a team who's ready to just kind of trust their future to Justin Fields, especially with a deep quarterback draft. That's a good point. Good point. Uh, MDT Sports says, no, Jose, his name is Mittens Pickett. Yeah. <laughs> Baby hands, you know, uh, all, all that, all that. Um, all right. What we got next? Up next, we have around the NFL. Oh, well, before we start that, all right, we got we still got over 60 people in here. Hit that like button, and if you're new, hit the subscribe button. Okay, new goal we got around here. All right, 2,000 subscribers. How many of you guys remember what we did when we hit a thousand subscribers? Put it in the chat if you remember what we did. Okay, we did something special. 
for a thousand subscriber celebration. Put it in the chat if you remember. All right. I'm just curious how many how many of you guys been rocking with us for that long and, and remember what we did. It was a surprise. We didn't tell anybody. Okay. We just we just put it out there. I know who remembers. I know who remembers. Oh, but don't really bring him up until he fixes his name. <laughs> <laughs> He's working on it. He's downloading. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, there he goes. Um, <laughs> Jeremy says uh, he wasn't there. That's all right, Jeremy. That's fine. He, you know, you screw know, you, Jeremy. No, I'm just <laughs> look, it's it's labeled like it's you know it's in the title. You can go look it up. You can go see what we did. Thank you, uh, Rick. Appreciate it. Man. Hey, appreciate it, Rick. Thanks for subscribing. Salute to you. Also, Rick, um, you get points for subscribing. Okay, we have a point system here. So um, I'm not sure how many points you get for that, but you get points. Okay, if you if you're not aware of how our point system works. Uh, we do prizes every month, every single month. The person with the most prizes gets a prize. That prize varies. It changes. Um, the second prize we give away is, is a, is a giveaway, right? You need to, to qualify just a thousand points and you enter our drawing and we give away a $25 Amazon gift card, which is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to do a drawing. Okay. So easy way to get points. Participate in the chat, donate, subscribe, uh, sign to our Patreon, patreon.com slash LBHT show. <laughs> what's going on, player? <laughs> oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah. What's up there, LBHT? <laughs> what's good with you? Hey, now y'all left the back door open, so I just came to the same oh, as Okay, okay. We can fix you, fix you a sandwich. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mr. OTR Mike, do you remember? Ike, Ike I don't know OTR Ike. Mike. This is OTR Mr. Ike. OTR Ike. Uh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> DDSQ, thanks for the 420 donation. Says, ain't truth to the T Higgins to the Panthers rumors. Love the show. Uh, there's some truth to it. They're they're definitely in the market to get it. <laughs> there's there, there's definitely like a lot of trade rumors. There's definitely truth on Carolina side. Uh, well, <laughs> don't yes. know don't know how much uh, Cincinnati agrees with that. Right. Well, I mean, they weren't. Uh, they don't really want to pay him. He's got cracked ribs right now. I don't know. You know, what I'm saying I'm not sure how that's going to affect things and you know what they want to do with them. And he said he's 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 looking to play this week regardless. Warrior, warrior, <laughs> but. You know, they're not looking to pay him, um, and they're not winning. So he's he's definitely going to be on the move. All right. Uh, what do the Panthers want to give up to get him? That remains to be seen. Are they interested? I'll tell Absolutely. You. Second round pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, OTR Ike, do you remember what we did for the thousand subscriber <laughs> celebration stream? I don't see anybody. I know. I know. Handle remembers. <laughs> Does anybody else remember? I can't look at him. <laughs> you know how it's Disco Stew. <laughs> you know I remember. You know. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you know what? I want you guys to go. Listen, I, I uh, go go look it up next stream, or you put it in this stream. I, I'm going to give away some points. B, we're going to give away points. 
to one person. The first person, and Hendo can't be a part of it. Hendo, you 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 already know, okay? Uh, the first person that could tell us what we did for our thousand subscriber celebration, we'll give you a couple points. All right, like two hundred points. How's that sound? You gotta make more points than that. Uh, how many points? I, I was gonna say at least five. All right, five hundred points. That's halfway to 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 a thousand points, right? Which is all you need to um to qualify for our drawing. All right, because <laughs> wants to know who is this dude? <laughs> Ike, what's going on with you, man? I can't call it, man. Just tuning in to the show. Decided to you know come on over, see what y'all was up to. That's what's up. Hey, well, you you're, you're here just in time. You didn't. Do you want to give your take on the Ravens real quick before we move on uh, to around the NFL? We we about to get in some NFL talk. Just see, you know what's going on around the NFL. But you know, I know mm-hmm. I know you're a Baltimore Colts fan. Yes, okay? yes I, grew up in, <laughs> I grew up in those days. Uh, you know, I'm starting to like this team, this new team, Baltimore. But uh, yeah, I think they're good. I think eight looks great. Um. Yeah, but it's rivalry week, so we'll see how that goes this week. You know, in division, anything can go. But if they can find a way to pull it off, they'll have a heck of a lead in the division. Facts. Facts. Are you picking them? Uh, Of course. All right. All right. (laughs) All right. What's the first story be from around the NFL? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I sent you a list of topics. I, I was thinking you were going to pick one uh, and then you just put around the around the NFL. So hold up, let's see here. Uh, well, you said I Zach Wilson. We, you want to talk about Zach Wilson? I mean, yeah, yeah, we can talk about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson kind of uh, he had a little little mini turnaround uh, in their last game against the Chiefs. Now they they lost because you know Jets, but he was the first uh, opposing quarterback. Uh, in pro and the pros or in college to have more completions, more yards, more touchdowns and fewer interceptions than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, which is why, you know, side note, I've told our dad that we're going to be, we're going to be reversing that trade that we did to get me Pat Mahomes. Cause he ain't, he ain't paying off. Um, <laughs> but Zach Wilson outplaying San, uh, Pat Mahomes. You think that's the, the, the start of him turning over a new leaf and, and maybe, Starting to live up to the the draft status uh, where they took him in, in New York. Didn't he fumble away the game? I don't know why you're trying to see the negative. I just gave you a crazy stat uh, about Zach Wilson and how well he performed against you know a guy who's on track to be the greatest quarterback of all time. And and the first thing you say is, oh, maybe he can't hold on to the ball when people don't block for him. Your quarterback do that every week. Twice a week, actually, up to this point. Yeah, but usually it doesn't lose us the game. I mean, it did against the Colts, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, no, it's him taking a sack. <laughs> okay, it wasn't a fumble. All right. Um, help, did it? <laughs> look, no, I, you know, this, no, he's not on the road to anything. He's not. I, wow. I don't believe in Zach Wilson. I, I never believed in Zach Wilson. I told you he was that that year. That class is Mr. Trubisky. No, I don't believe not, that. That's not, that's not fair. Mitch Trubisky won his division a couple times. Mitch Trubisky took his team to the playoffs a couple times. Fair. That's fair. Where he went 12-4 and four in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, he's Mitch Trubisky light. Okay, Damn. poor man's Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Poverty man's Mitch Trubisky. All right. Wow. 
No, I don't believe in him, man. And and neither does Robert Sala. Okay. <laughs> Every time he has to talk about this guy, man, like you can see a vein pop out of his his head, just goes from the top of his head down to his forehead, right? Uh, no. I what, what do you think? You believe in in is Zach Wilson guy? Uh, back in my day, there was a guy that played for the same team. You just add a number one onto that jersey, and you have a new Joey Namath. Just get that kid some time. No, hell no. I don't believe in this <laughs> Hell no. Um, I, I thought that, you know, a year under A-Rod would have done him well. Um, A-Rod was in the building for the game, so I don't know, you know, how much he'll be around, but I thought a year sitting under A-Rod would do him good, but uh, that lasted all of – was it even a full quarter? No, he played he, he four plays. Four plays, right? So, Jeez. yeah, right. won't go teach him a damn thing. He don't like people. Now he don't like people, but I mean, you know, sitting, getting to watch, sometimes the mental reps. The, yes, getting, I, getting I to see that. that 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 side of it. You, you know, think the you think the Cougar Hunter was going to be taking mental reps? <laughs> Yeah, Jerry just put it in there. He's like, he's too concerned with everyone's yeah, mother. Exactly. <laughs> That's the one thing that everyone knows about Zach Wilson. He don't care about football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think being able to sit is important in, in you know, learning and develop. Um, Aiden E says the Jets are being patient with Zach. They, they're not being patient. Like, they, they, they went and got uh, A-Rod for, for a reason, right? Um, because he's not ready to play. Like they're patient in the sense that they they're not saying, "Hey, we're just gonna cut ties with them." You can't do that just yet. Like I mean, they, he was a high high draft pick, right? And that's Robert Sala's pick. So they're not. He's not going to just kick him to the curb just yet. Hey, we're going to get Rogers in here. Hopefully, by next year, you know, maybe you know, next year or the year after, he's ready to play. But there was no uh, immediate plans for him to play right now. So patience in the sense that, yeah, they, they weren't ready to cut him. But patience as in, hey, we're just going to go out there and let him play, and you know he's going to take his lumps and he'll be all right. No, that wasn't the plan. Yeah. And they, They're and hoping patient, it works out. Their patience are forced. They don't have a choice right now. <laughs> they, don't have, they, don't have, they have to play him. They don't have anybody on the roster who, they, who you know would do any well or do any better. So – yeah, they, they they're forced to be patient with him right now, and the Jets are in a very particular situation, right? Peculiar situation, because yes, they traded a first round pick to get Aaron Rodgers. So you think, well, they can't tank, but they can, because that was a conditional first round pick. Aaron Rodgers had to play a certain mm-hmm. amount of snap snaps for it to be a first round pick. Otherwise, yeah. it converts to a second round pick and spoiler alert it was more than four (laughs) (laughs) he had to play more than four snaps so they get their first round pick this year and if they don't win too many games they will be uh in the mix for one of these quarterbacks so Mm -hmm. you know you know look let the boy play you know, oh, somebody. Yeah, I was about to say, Matt. So I, I was getting disappointed with the chat. There's a lot of I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> go look it up. Matt went and found it. He said you have verse on the intro for the 1K show. Exactly. Very sick. Very dope. And if you don't know who verse is, 
you listen to him every week when you watch this show. He he made the theme song for the show. He makes a theme song for uh for your your cousin uh OTR Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah. For open mic with OTR Mike, he he does the intro for that. He does the intro for Ring Kings podcast. Okay, he he produced the music for all of our channels. All right, so um, he was on there for about ten minutes. You know, uh, just just laying down his tracks, laying down some beats that that he made. Dope, dope producer. All right, um, it was a lot of fun. Will we bring him back for two thousand? <laughs> Guess the two thousand. We'll find out. Okay. Well, I really do gotta find out because every time I hit this man up, yeah, his price is kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like you want you want you want people to do well, but like, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing he is doing well. He is doing well, man. Salute to Verse, man. That's our guy. Um, all right, do we have any other NFL stories? So um, we could have talked about well, Cooper Cup was activated. You know, he's coming off of IR, so they opened up that 21 uh, day window. Do y'all think, because my guy, uh, if Noah, if you're watching, my guy, Puka Nakua, has been tearing it up in, in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's catching. He's catching like 35 passes a game. It's ridiculous. And I'm sure that Cooper has been on the sidelines saying, hey, that's kind of my thing uh, yeah. <laughs> that you're doing right now. <laughs> Just getting every single one of the targets. So do you guys think that with Cooper Cup coming back, those two will be able to coexist and continue to both be productive? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... I think they're going to go off, man. This this could be this could be uh Tory Holden Isaac Bruce type of type of production. But I'm slow. not saying talent. But I'm slow. saying production. Slow and, white. Yeah, slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Polynesian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am saying production um uh, because uh, Nakua catches everything. I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, he's a system wide receiver." Well, who else in that system was doing that? All right, <laughs> Van Jefferson wasn't doing that. He sure wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Tutu Atwell wasn't doing doing that, and, I, and Tutu <laughs> I think is, is, is good. Um, nah, nah, Jeremy Cooper. Uh, Cooper didn't coexist with Robert Woods. <laughs> Cooper was the man when Robert Woods was there. Yes, yeah, um, yes. I think I think it's gonna be a very dangerous uh, duo. I, I believe I believe in the cool. I think he's a real deal. Yeah, I think they make it work. I mean, <clears throat> McVeigh is supposed to be an offensive genius, so it's his job to make sure they 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 find a way to to make it work. Hopefully, they feed off of each other. Dude seems to be a problem, even though he's the only thing on the field. Uh, defenses, I guess, you know, trying to take him away. He still does his thing. So you bring Cooper out there, somebody gonna be open. Somebody gonna be open. So. Um, but I do, I do think it's a bit of a system, but that's fine. You play within the system that you're in. So um, I think they should be able to make it work out. Hey, 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 Agent E. How about you stop snitching over here? Okay. <laughs> Coach said he's a system wide receiver. <laughs> most, I players, know. most players are system players. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. that means is you get put in a position to utilize your strengths. That's all it means. Every yeah. player has strengths and, we- strengths and weaknesses. Uh, bad coaches don't play players to their strengths. Good coaches do. Don't That's get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Justin Jefferson, you know, anybody like that, right? Jamar Chase. He's not. He's not that. 
uh, I'm I'm saying his production, like it, like yes, he plays he plays well in that system. He makes good catches, and when Cooper Cup comes back, uh, he's going to continue to play that way, man. And that's going to be a player that can play perfectly in, in your system. I mean, it's it's lethal, right? I think I think he's going to keep it up. So no, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's as talented as those guys. I don't think Cooper Cup is as talented as those guys, right? But he's highly productive in this system. Sounds pretty racist to me, but that's all right. <laughs> Moving on to our last topic for around the NFL. Um, there's a, a young man in New York who's had a, a really, really not the one that we just talked about. Uh, you know, uh, same stadium, uh, but different team. He's had a really rough go of it. Uh, his name's Daniel Jones. You know, we 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 say a prayer for him every week uh, because my man has been sacked. 22 times through the first four weeks. Uh, the Seahawks got him, I think, 10 times. And, 11. you know, I mean, well, no, because one of them was on Paris Campbell. They sacked Paris Campbell. Oh, as well. that's true. How, that's true. how you get sacked as a wide receiver, I don't know. Well, that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> he, had, he had Micah Parsons, uh, his, his first abuser, defending him on Twitter uh, after this game. And how you know it's not his fault because he's got no he's got no shot back there behind that line, right? Uh, now, granted, the the Giants have had some injuries to their O line. Uh, their left tackle Andrew Thomas has been out. I believe their right tackle is out right now as well. But they're they weren't good when those guys were blocking either. So my thing is, you look around the NFL, and there's a lot of teams uh, that have issues on their O line, and it's been that way for for several years. So do you think? that there is a problem with uh, the players coming into the league. You think there's just less talent at, at the O-line position uh, or, you know, like relative to the, the talent on the defensive side, or do you think it's an issue with NFL coaches not being able to uh, one scout or two develop those players to play on the O-line? It's coaching because, you know, teams like the Eagles don't ever seem to have problems, right? Uh, teams like the like like the Chiefs, yeah, they had they had a problem one year when all their linemen got hurt, mm-hmm. and next year it wasn't a problem. Like the the top teams never seem it never seems to be an issue for them. Um, it's always these teams that we're talking about, right? I don't think some of these linemen are as bad as they're looking. They're just not being coachable. Well. Some of them are bad, right? Yeah, um, Derek Flowers. And, and, yes, and you're gonna have bust. Yeah, that happens. Um, but yes, <laughs> he's not bust yet. He's not bust yet. <laughs> no, man. Look, <laughs> it's a lack of development. And you know, I know you know the saying is in the NFL, um, you know, that's not where you go to develop, but it is where you go to develop because not everybody's gonna come in ready to be a day one starter. You have to develop them, and you have to recognize when somebody is not ready to play, or they're playing out of position, or whatever. And blocking scheme, right? Because some of these guys, I mean, you know, some of these guys that we think are good, you know, we talked about system, right? They just play well in the system. They may not play well in another system. Maybe your system isn't great, you know? Um, whatever it is, or you're not getting the right guys for your system, whatever it is, it's not working out, and you have to figure some things out. You have to find a way to get them playing better, to protect your quarterback. Um, it's the most important thing in the game. Yeah. Ike. Yeah, I was trying to look up real quick um, 
you know, how much money or what are the highest paid O-linemen groups in the NFL? Uh, and I couldn't really find I found a little something, but I didn't see the Giants in the top, you know, 10 to be To be fair to the Giants, though, I mean, they, they had just drafted Andrew Thomas uh, a couple of years ago, so I don't think yeah. he's actually gotten his extension or hasn't kicked in yet if he has it. And they also just drafted um, Evan Neal on the other end. Yeah, yeah. So. No, I mean, it, they invested into the line. But I think sometimes, man, I think, you know, at this point in the league, you, you got to pay. Man, you got to pay to have a have a top line. You know, what else is going to be patchwork? I mean, we kind of deal with that in Baltimore. We, we pay in spots, you know. But, you know, teams like the Chiefs, teams like the Cowboys, um, shoot, look at the Texans, man. They shelled out a lot of money on their offensive line. And, you know, that's really the way that you secure a, 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 a good offensive line, man. You got to pay to get the best guys in town. I think I think O-line is one of the – at one point in time, I used to believe, and I'm sure, you know, Coach probably can speak to this better than I can, but um, at one point in time it felt like – Taking an old lineman early, right? It would have to be a can't miss guy. Orlando Pace, um, you know those those guys, Laramie Tunsil, those guys who you know are going to be, you know, surefire, mm-hmm. legit bookends, right? Yeah. And it, it felt like you you know you can kind of wait later in the draft to get an old lineman because more so like you guys point out coaching, and then you can find a good talent and old, old offensive line in the later rounds right now. It's not really, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like that. I don't, I, it could still be that way. I mean, I'm sure there's still guys who were drafted late who are doing well, but I just think you got to spend and you got to invest heavy there. Um, but they are, they have been bitten by the injury bug, but um, yeah, man, they got, they got to do teams got to spend and open that checkbook for that offensive line. If you're going to protect your quarterback and, um, I don't know. I think coaching plays a part, but then I also think, too, the players, man, a lot of these guys, we got to realize, man, a lot of these guys aren't bred offensive linemen, right? A lot of these guys are converted tight ends, <laughs> quarterbacks, you know what I mean, who are like, yeah. look, you just big and athletic, so in college, man, you do your thing. But then when you get to that next level, you know, you're facing a guy who used to play quarterback as well. You know, he just now he he converted to defensive end or something like that, or linebacker. So, you know, it, it's just a, it's just a different breed when you get there. So, I don't think we're seeing as many corn fed, straight up bred, O-linemen in, in in the game now. Yeah, uh, baseball lifestyle has a very important question here. It says y'all sure Daniel Jones is just not is just not hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're quite sure that he is, but that but you know you have to have the opportunity to play like trash, and he, he doesn't have that right now. Um, they're the defensive line; it they're they're at his neck at, at the snap every single play. Even when your core, especially when your quarterback is hot garbage, that's when you need your O line the most. The most, yeah, right. Um. <laughs> Can y'all imagine what Joe Flacco would look like if we had that kind of old line? Joe Flacco would have retired in his third. <laughs> Joe Flacco had had five to seven seconds on every snap to throw the ball. He, he Joe Flacco struck me as a real uh, uh, devout follower 
of, of the Ricky Waters teaching for who, for what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had all the time in the world to get rid of that ball, man. He, he didn't get touched often. Okay. It usually was against the Steelers. <laughs> um, Zach Martin is probably the highest paid. Uh, Jeremy's says, yeah, for yeah, so interior. In terms of, in terms of cap, uh, allocation right now this year, the Detroit Lions are spending the most on their O line. Detroit Lions have one of the best O lines in the league, coincidentally. But um, the, the the Giants were were far down the list. But like I said, I think that they have some younger players, and that kind of factors into that as well. Uh, I think they're just not they're not doing a good job of uh, like we we're talking about of actually developing uh, their 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 picks at this point. And they don't have a whole lot of weapons either. Sure don't. Uh, Saquon was out for that game. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how well Jalen Hyatt is playing at this point. You know, you don't hear his name a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren Waller. Yeah, it's uh, not so, working out. Yeah, so it's it's all a mess. The, the, the reality for New York is they overachieved last season, yeah. and so they yeah. had higher expectations <laughs> than is probably fair for the roster they have. All right, look. We're almost at an hour and a half. We got it. We, we, we're going we're gonna to move it. All right. The NBA segment, we're going to cut it out this week. All right. Or we'll save it for wow, overtime wow. show. We'll save it for wow. overtime show. <laughs> Salute classic, to Brandon Buck. Classic Nets fan. You <laughs> want to talk about the Lakers. Oh, Lakers you want to talk about the Lakers and how they're not, they're not going to win it? They're going to win. You didn't get your boy Drew Holiday. No, nah, right, that, 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 was, that, was, that was poorly done. Buck, okay. says, Buck says Dobbs is better than Daniel Jones. No, he's not. Agree or disagree? No, he's not. Mm. No. He's, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to uh, say that, but all right, B. Look, we have we have about twenty minutes. We have to use this time wisely. I'm. You're now. No, it's fine. Where are we it's going? fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, I, I'm just glad that Wait, we got that on be, record. Before we move on. Before we move on. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you got about 60 people in here. Hit the like button. If you're new, hit the subscribe button. All right. We have goals. Okay. We have goals here. 2,000 subscribers before Matt Canada gets fired. All right. Uh, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for the Steelers. We were speculating earlier on whether he was going to uh, make it through the season. He thinks he is. He'll probably get fired in the offseason. So we want 2,000 subscribers before he gets fired. Okay. Before February. That's the goal. Uh, Ike, your cousin, Mike, oh, open Mike with OTR Mike. Okay, he's got goals too. I know you guys haven't seen the episode in a while. We know, we know it's coming. Okay, a lot of episodes are coming. In the meantime, go over there and hit the subscribe button. All right, hit the subscribe button. Um, 500, oh, no, thousand. Okay, a thousand subscribers. Okay, we're talking about end of the year goals, end of the, of the season goals. 1,000 subscribers for Open Mic with OTR Mike. And we're going to do celebrations. We're going to give away prizes, right? Because you look out for us, we want to look out for you. So there's going to be a little reward uh, if we meet these goals. Also, Ring Kings Podcast. Let me take this down. Ring Kings Podcast. That's where you see all three of us. We just did a reaction to uh, Canelo and Charlo. Uh, We'll talk about this uh, soon. Um. Give, you know, we gave our reactions, our, our quick reactions after the fight. Um, all things boxing, go over there to Ring Kings Podcast and hit the subscribe. All right. We mentioned some other people in our crew. Chris just joking from Deep Cover Podcast. Go over there and hit the subscribe. 
Okay, they are a Ravens podcast, as you can tell by the colors in their in their logo. All right, great content over there. Our guy Hendo from the Road Pod. All right, also his new channel. I gotta get the logo for that. Uh, game of Tones. I told you go over there, hit the subscribe button. We're gonna be doing a little game with that as well. Um, you're gonna really enjoy that channel. So Game of Tones and the Road Pod. Subscribe over there. Also. Shug Knight 323. Now, his logo would suggest that he is a Ravens fan, and some say secretly he might be, but he is a he is a Steelers fan, but he has a show every Tuesday night at, was it 9, 9 p.m. Eastern 9 time? 9 p.m. Eastern time, 9 called 15. the 915 Eastern time, called the Steel Conspiracy. It is a Steelers and Ravens podcast. So, Shug Knight 323, and you'll see B over there. You'll see a familiar face. All right. So Signite323 is where you need to go and subscribe. Also, the highlights. Let's get ready network. The highlights. Also, let's get ready network. That's where you'll find our guy Ferris. You guys love Ferris. He sure wanted me to tell you that it's no longer a Ravens podcast. It was never a Ravens podcast. It was a Ravens and Steelers podcast. You know, what he's saying is he's cutting the Ravens out. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's still there. <laughs> uh Ferris, uh, from the highlights. Okay. Uh they cover all kinds of sports there. So um, go over there, hit the subscribe button. Okay, this is the whole crew. Take two seconds, hit subscribe. Okay. Also, uh, if you want to see more of us, because we're getting out of here, uh, we don't do two hour streams. Okay. We've been dangerously close before, but you want more of us immediately? Patreon.com slash LBHT show is where you can find us. We'll be doing the overtime show right after this. And what are we discussing on the overtime show? Stupid this, human tricks. This this dude right here, that dude right there that said it's cool, bro. It's cool. Let's go, let's go tornado hunting. Well, yeah, bro, well, let's go climb Mount Everest. As, as Get one a of rush. My, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, we have concerns what they would call living the Brock lifestyle. Is what <laughs> we're gonna be talking about. <laughs> living the Brock, living the Brock lifestyle. <laughs> Yes. I like that. Every 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 person who's into extreme sports is named Brock. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I love that. We're gonna steal. We're gonna, that. <laughs> we're gonna move on to uh, to some submitted <laughs> questions for this evening. Uh, we've got a few here, and again, thank you to to Jay. You froze you. Out for a second. You may, thank you to Jay for thank for you to Jay. Time. We appreciate you for for getting that submission in. You got your points. Uh, I was tempted to double your points, but no, you just followed the rules, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I appreciate you nonetheless. First question from our guy, Brandon Buck. Other than Higgins, who should Carolina realistically try to trade for as wide receiver one? First of all, don't put me in the box of realistic. Uh, I can get whoever I want. Uh, <laughs> We're saying, but, you're, yeah. saying, you're saying who should they trade for? Yeah, That's obviously different Higgins from who it is going to get. Obviously, Higgins is number one. I'm not mad about uh, them talking about Hollywood Brown. Uh, I would call about Rashad Bateman. I would also call the Raiders about Devontae Adams because that dude don't want to be playing with Jimmy Garoppolo no more. Uh, Outside of that, I mean, look, you, you call everybody, right? You call everybody and you inquire about everybody because you never know who might be available uh, or, or or not like I mean I would call you know this is this is far fetched because they are 
probably the, the best team in the league right now. But you call San Francisco and ask, hey, how's that Debo Samuel thing working out so far? Because yeah. he ain't putting up 1,400 yards again, is he? Uh, but, you know, you, you call around. Call about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They just drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba. Right? You call and you ask about everyone. Call about Cooper um, Cup. I, call about Cooper Cup. Why not? Call about Puka Nakua. You don't know. Don't call but, about this guy. No, Rico. Not Chase Claypool. You don't. You don't, who who are you gonna call about Chase Claypool? He ain't got no job. But hey, Chase, can you uh, can you put DJ Moore on the line? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the point is, they they should be uh, first and foremost focused in on T Higgins. Yeah. What you think, Ike? You agree? I was gonna say uh, Adams, but yeah, you. I, but I agree with B. You call. You call just about everybody. But I think clearly Devonte Adams is not happy <laughs> where he is. Mike uh, Evans or Chris Godwin. Yeah, any, yes. yeah. You you call you call anybody at this point and um and, and see what you see what you can do. No, I mean, you know, I'm with B. Don't don't just settle um to get anybody like a chase claypool or anything like that don't just settle and think you're making a move to get somebody but yeah you you call those heavy hitters and and you see you see what you can get you know there's um i would even call hey what about calling uh, the Colts about um pitman and somebody like that you know you know you just never know some some guys like that is who you got to check on though What's up, Sterling? Sterling, this is not Mike. This is Ike. This O-T-R, is uh, this is Ike. OTR Ike. Okay, you're gonna show him some respect. That's right. That's, that's right. OTR Mike that's under OTR West, right there. <laughs> <laughs> OTR Mike, he not he probably at work or something. Um, that's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna add a little bonus to to this question, man. Uh, bonus answer: They should not stop at wide receiver. They should be calling around about offensive alignment because offensive alignment are rarely advertised, yeah. right? But like we found out, you know, when uh, what's his name uh, Eugene Monroe uh, was was uh, secretly available, you know, sometimes teams are willing to to give up on a, a solid or a good quality offensive lineman, whether it's a interior lineman or uh, rarely, but it happens with tackles. Um, they'll be willing to do it because they're not planning on paying that person, right? Mm-hmm. So ask around about that as well. Okay, um, but be very aggressive uh, these next couple of weeks, and I think they are. I, I think they are. I, I think we're going to see a couple moves, not just one. I think we'll see a couple moves from them. Scott Fitter out there probably offering Bryce Young right now. That man don't, <laughs> he don't know how to negotiate. He don't know what he's doing. They definitely offering Brian um, Burns, right? You know, I, I know they are, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be pissed. Even I said trade Brian Burns, but they're not going to get two first for him, and I'm going to be angry. Submit a question number two. From the aforementioned Jay the Six, do you think? And and this is why I didn't push back because I knew we were getting Lakers talk anyway. Do you think the Lakers starting D'Angelo Russell over Gabe Vincent is a good move? And do you think they can handle the revamped Suns, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Hendo's Warriors, etc.? First of all, Hendo's Warriors do not belong on that list. They are finished. Uh, <laughs> wow. Second, they are they are finished. It's done. Okay. Uh, they were already, you know, they, like, like that old joke about the Lakers. Oh, it's a retirement home over there. That's what the Warriors are now, except they moved in Chris Paul, who's the greatest choker of all time. Uh, now, I think that, yes, you start D'Angelo over Gabe Vincent because 
Gabe Vincent's not as good a player as D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo's not going to give you, I don't think, he, he hasn't shown that he's going to give you a spark off the bench, right, right. Uh, when you need it in the playoffs. Because he's back to his days in Brooklyn even, he kind of freezes up in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I wasn't, I just wasn't very high on the Gabe Vincent signing. He's not a good three point shooter. He's more of a, a streaky three point shooter and he kind of works out to be kind of average. Uh, but I think that with Austin Reeves and D'Angelo in the backcourt, that that's a good solid backcourt that they have. And it can take some of the pressure off of LeBron and even some of the pressure off of AD, which I don't know why he's feeling pressure at this point in his career, but he, he does and it causes him to take nights off and we need to alleviate that. So I'm going with starting D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I think that they did a, a good job of filling out the roster this year. They got their key guys back. They added some, what should be solid role players to the team. I think that they are probably the second best team in the West. Um, I, I see them making it back to the conference finals uh, at, at the least. I don't believe in the Suns. I don't think that those three are going to gel very well. And I don't think that they're deep enough. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that the, the Lakers are going to be very good this coming season. And yes, again, D'Lo should be in the lineup. What's going on, Living Legend? Uh, Mikey, what do you think? What do you think about D'Lo? Oh, I'm sorry, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to start D'Lo. Uh, I think Gabe is. Uh, I think. I think that might have been a little bit of their problem last year. They didn't have you know a spark coming off the bench at that position. I think they you know they played Reeves there. I guess a lot. Um, but uh, you know you might want to. Let that man cook off the ball. You know, let him let let Reezy, he the man. He he coming into this year very, very popular. So um yeah, he's probably gonna start. You think he's gonna start, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, you you gotta you gotta replace that that production, even though he started a bit last year. But uh yeah, I think Gabe is Gabe is somebody um the shit who, roster. <laughs> <laughs> he showed that he can hit the open shot and Sometimes, um, but I, I don't know. I don't know how much he, how much of a playmaker he is. You know what I <laughs> get that started. You know what I saw a lot from Gabe Vincent in the playoffs last year. I saw my man come out there and yes, hit the open shot, and then then he switched on that John Starks mentality, and then he missed the next seven, <laughs> but what and wouldn't quit shooting. Oh yeah, he'll quit shooting. Yeah. So yeah, Dilo just got to play better, man. He's better than that. Right, you gotta get more out of him, um, and he's gotta hope that, that that this is the year. Look, man, LeBron is still one of the top players in the league, but man, you gotta give him you gotta give him a break. If mm. you can get more production out of D'Lo, and you can get AD to man up, you know, um, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. A- but AD said he's playing eighty two this year. Good. Don't want that. Good. <laughs> Listen, he was fine in the playoffs. Play like that. Like, oh, I mean, if you're talking about 82, including the playoffs, that's cool. Uh, you better not play 82 regular season games. <laughs> Look, yeah, just play the games that LeBron needs to take a break in. All right, because mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't fall under the low management rule, so he can you can just rest him. NDT, right. <laughs> <sighs> like, like I don't know why you you you're even attempting to make this like you clearly you're clearly just an irrational hater the man averaged like 28 8 and 8 last season say he's not one of the top players in the league is unbelievably nonsensical and it makes you sound stupid 
I'm I'm sorry. We love you, MVP, but it just it just does. You know we do. It just does. Saying LeBron's not one. He didn't say he's the best player in the league. No, he said he's one of the top players in the league. He absolutely is. Yeah. Um. He's he's definitely the best player on that team still. God damn, man. Like, okay, let's you know question number three. <laughs> HR, man. All right, this one is from Jeremy Miller. Do you have a favorite sporting event you've attended in person? <sighs> uh the, mm, the the probably my favorite one was the game. It was Ravens versus Steelers. Um that was when I think we first got Steve McNair and we were beating the brakes off of him. And Bart Scott was still on the team. And Ben Roethlisberger drops back to pass. And Bart's, Bart Scott decletes this man. Like, I'm sitting there and I could see, like, I mean, you know, kind of lower level. And I could see Bart, Bart Scott coming off the edge. Nobody's even looking at him. Like, the tackle missed him. The chip block missed him. Like it was like he was invisible, and and Roethlisberger didn't look his way at all. But usually Roethlisberger back then always did that. He would never acknowledge that the rush was coming, but he will always avoid it. He will always step up or make that guy miss or whatever, spin off the guy. But I was I was saying a prayer to myself. I was like, please, just one time, don't don't see it coming. And then next thing I know, Roethlisberger head is gone. His feet are up in the air, and the crowd went crazy. I went crazy, man. And uh, he had to he had to be taken out the game after that. He he was definitely uh, <laughs> uh that was probably my my favorite sporting event that I can remember. Ike, oh man, I got I got three, man. I can't. Right, I'm gonna let you narrow that down to one. Yeah. So my favorite, was, <laughs> you know, and, and I haven't gone to a ton of sporting. I don't like the big crowd kind of thing. Like it's it's cool with the the energy. Uh, like we went to the TFEMO fight recently. That was a lot of fun. Um, yes. But I just I'm not a fan of you know everything that that leads up to getting to your seat and then everything that happens after you leave your you know your your seat after the event's over. Right. So I don't go to a whole lot of them. But when I was very young. Uh, and I don't know if you remember this, but we went, you know, we were living in Hawaii. We went to see Hawaii play a game. Um, I cannot remember who they were playing against, but it was the Hawaii uh, uh, Rainbow Warriors. I got the inflatable helmet. And like I said, I was very young at this point and somebody in the crowd, uh, a few rows behind us, there was a punt. Uh, The other team was punting and the guy punted the ball and it went about 10, 15 yards. And my man yelled out, "Put a leg on that kicker!" And I thought it was the it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life at that point. <laughs> so, so that kind of stuck with me. I, but that was a good time. It wasn't real crowded because it's Hawaii, and why would you go sit in the stadium and watch football instead of just being in Hawaii? Uh, but that that was a great time. Yeah. But now it's just kind of like, I'll just watch it on HD. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna say. Um, I'm probably gonna say Maryland basketball. I went to their midnight madness. Mm. Uh, I went to high school with uh, this kid named Matt Hahn, who is I think was the nephew of Billy Hahn, who was a coach on uh, the staff with uh, Gary Williams, and it was the first year of Steve Francis. 
and I didn't really know. I didn't really know. I don't. And we were on the floor, and they were. The stadium was buzzing, and like this kid, first thing he does is he comes out and he does like a three sixty windmill, something out of this world. <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, who is this kid?" And it was just like that was the franchise. I think Wilcox, those guys. It was like one of their better teams. I think that team went to the Sweet Sixteen, I believe. Um, but yeah, that was being there and witnessing that was was dope. That's what's up. Okay. All right. Trivia time. We got to move, B. Yes. Uh, give me one second so I can fully remember what the question is. That's fine. Uh, uh, I'm going to plug it while you're, while you're looking. Uh, Patreon.com slash LBHT show is where you can find us uh, right after the show. So as little as $5. We have $5 tier, $10 tier, $20 and 60 dollar tiers they give you all kinds of different perks including uh a coin here right uh for a 10 dollar tier you have uh fancy football leagues that are going on um you know access to our overtime show access to our discord for just five dollars you can get the into the discord and we don't really kick anybody out as long as you're you know not acting up um so well worth the price of admission so if you have as little as five dollars consider supporting the channel even further um it's a lot of fun all right yeah uh so trivia question for this week uh this one is uh, because this sunday night we got dallas and san francisco two of the best teams in the league one of the kind of marquee matchups in in nfl history uh, you know, those are two beloved oh, hey, franchises. Should said his question got skipped. Does should have a question? Yeah, nah, yeah we ain't asking that question, sure. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Listen, you didn't post it on the community tab before the show. I gave you a one-time pass last week. One time. <laughs> no, it's not It's not happening again. Uh, but yeah, so the, the 49ers and Cowboys, like I said, marquee matchup. Uh, they are, that's actually the most common match. It's tied with a couple others, but it's the, the number one matchup in the playoffs. They've played each other nine times in the playoffs. Oh. Um, but the question is not about a matchup in the playoffs. Is what two teams are tied for the most playoff appearances in NFL history? Not against each other. Just... Me, yeah, no, just uh, that team making the playoffs. And I'll give you a, a hint. The number is 35. Two wow. teams in the league have made the playoffs 35 times. Who are they? I have some thoughts. Do you? I do. You gonna share your thoughts? I want to give people a chance to to answer because I want. I can share. I can share. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say it's the teams you're just talking about, the 49ers and Cowboys. It is not. Wow. It is not. I was thinking Patriots, Jeremy. I was thinking that. I was like, Patriots been a lot re- to a lot of playoff games recently. But historically, you got to go back from, you know, I mean, Steelers is a good one, Shug. Jay having a lot of faith in the Chicago Bears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> misplaced. That's that's incorrect. We do. Agent E says Niners, but what was the other team, Agent E? It's two teams. Yes, it's two teams. Rico says Pat Steelers. And this is also for points, ladies and gentlemen. This is also for points. Uh, first three to get it right, get uh, to get some points. So, mm-hmm. put your answers in there. 
The, the Ravens ain't even been in the league 35 years, bro. <laughs> yeah, it can't be the Ravens, man. I can tell you how many times the Ravens have made it. They made it 14. So you got a long way to go. That's that's still pretty good. We got uh okay. Okay, we got a couple uh got a couple right answers. We don't have three yet, but we have a couple. Okay, there's a couple. So start copying each other, I guess. <laughs> you guys are, I just want to say something. You guys are terrible at Googling stuff. Okay. Yeah. You're terrible. Every week we give you ch- a chance <laughs> to go on Google and answer, and you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of who got who got an answer right earlier about um that was first. Matt Matt okay make sure Matt gets his five hundred I, I gave him his points okay okay uh, Matt missed the question but he's gonna go with Steelers and Cowboys <laughs> all right well done, uh, Matt. Matt the question was the, the the two teams who have made the playoffs the most times in NFL history they've made it thirty five times each hmm. another and... one where answer uh, one team answer Justin Phillips says Green Bay you need two teams Justin. Two teams. Okay, Agent E says Niners and Packers. All right. Jerry Green says Green Bay and Dallas. Green slash Bay, Dallas. Okay. Uh, Packers and Raiders. Oh, a lot of different answers here. Okay. All right. Do we have three yet? You guys yeah, got one more minute. We got. We'll give you one more minute because we got to get up out of here. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, Cowboys and Packers. Oh, we, do, we do have three. My bad. All right. We got three. What's the answer? It is the Packers and the Cowboys. There you go. So congratulations to Hendo, Jay, and Big Reg. And I feel like Jay and Big Reg definitely Googled that. <laughs> or, or just get right. As soon as I said that there was one right answer. But congratulations nonetheless. All right, all right. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for coming through, Sterling. Yes, yeah, yeah. We'll talk tomorrow. We'll talk tomorrow. Uh, thanks for coming through. Thank you, everybody, for coming through. Still f- over fifty people in here. All right, um, and there's there's a few over on on uh, Facebook as well. I can't check the the Twitter stats on here, but it's usually a couple of people that that watch on Twitter. But uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in and hanging out with us for pff, almost two hours, hour and fifty minutes. All right, yeah, really appreciate it. Look, look. Hit the subscribe button. All right. I know a lot of you guys watch. Forget to hit the subscribe button because YouTube keeps suggesting the, the show to you. But when we have pop-up videos or other videos that we, you know, we try and put out. We want to make sure that you're getting those notifications. Um, and you know, we're trying to go to channel. What are you looking at, B? We ain't got time for this, man. We got it's it's nine minutes we, now. Uh we're promoting the channel. Excuse me. We still gotta do our predictions. Oh my god. All right. Prediction time. Let's go. Rapid fire. Let's go. Please. All right, Chicago at Washington. Not letting the Bears fool me again. Taking Washington. 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 Jacksonville <laughs> at Buffalo. It's it's Buffalo until Jacksonville shows otherwise. Yeah, Buffalo. And it's, yeah. At, and it's at home. Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Houston and Atlanta. Uh, the slide continues for the Falcons. I'm taking Wait, is that London? Jacksonville and Buffalo is, yeah. Okay, all right, Buffalo. Wait, they there two weeks? Yeah. Oh. Looks like they're moving there. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag rapid fire. All right. Uh, Houston <laughs> over Atlanta. Houston. Houston. Carolina at Detroit. Detroit. 
<laughs> what's, what's the score prediction, V? Oh, um, uh, I'm going to say Detroit over Carolina. Folks, I'm going to say 31-17. 31-17. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that big of a beat down. They're going to put. They're going to keep it close. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 30 to 20. I hate you. What? 26-19 Detroit. Okay. Tennessee at the Colts. I'm taking Richardson and the Colts because I don't know how Tennessee wins any of their games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me Tennessee, though. All right. I'm going Colts. The Giants at Miami, not ever picking the Giants. Definitely taking the Dolphins here. Yeah, Miami. Miami by 50. <laughs> New Orleans versus New England. Uh, Mac Jones was benched in their game. Not sure if he's going to be starting the next one. Doesn't matter. Taking New England. I'll take New Orleans. Yeah, give me a no. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I'm taking Baltimore, and I'm taking them to win 34-14. Yeah, Baltimore 27-15. Yeah, I got them. I'm going to say 27-14. Philly at the Rams. Uh, Philly has not been clicking. Uh, the Rams might get Cooper Cup back this week. I'm going to take the Rams in an upset. Ooh. Yeah, give me Philly. Yeah, I got Philly. And this, again, the, the second most intriguing game of the week, Cincinnati at Arizona. Arizona playing way better than anybody thought they would. Cincinnati playing way worse than anybody thought they would. And I am going to take the Cardinals at home. Oh. Yep. Give me Arizona. Make it three. Upset special. <laughs> the New York Jets at Denver taking Denver. Screw Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson gets his first, no, his second W. Yep. Which is weird because they haven't led at any point in any game yet this <laughs> season in, in the in the right in the regulation. I'll take uh, it. Nets next up, uh Kansas City at Minnesota. Minnesota keeps it close, but I'm taking Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas Casey. City. Biggest game of the week, Dallas at San Francisco on Sunday night. Uh, the Cowboys have had a lot of trouble in the red zone. They somehow lost to Arizona. They're showing the, they're showing a couple of weaknesses there. San Francisco uh, in a relatively close one. Cowboys catch them slipping. Ooh, I got San Fran. And lastly, Green Bay at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, last I checked, are still coached by Josh McDaniels, taking <laughs> Green Bay. Mm. Yeah, Green Bay. Where are they playing at? At, El, at uh, Vegas. Give me Vegas. But you, Vegas has been home games for the, the traveling team, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, give me Vegas. Okay. And that is it. And we are out of here. And and Lisa, she said, I'd never make it to these. You know, that's all right. You just hit the replay. That's fine. You know, but we appreciate you coming through. You made it at the end. You, you made a couple of predictions. I appreciate you coming through. Uh, appreciate all of you. All right. And like I was trying to say before, B, cut me off. Um, <laughs> the goal is 2,000 subscribers, all right, by, by February timeframe, by the end of the football season. The goal for... OTR Ike's cousin, OTR Mike, uh, is 1,000 subscribers. All right. Same time frame. 
open mic with OTR mics, where the mic is open for any discussion, no matter who it is, where it is, or what it is. All right. Um, you guys I say I see like the, the logo on that water bottle and the resemblance is crazy. It is, man. That's that's his cousin. Mike, you my know Mikey cousin, related man. to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's my cousin. Yes, yes. So um Yes, no, we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for all the donations. Uh, thank you for just the engagement. Um, and again, if you want to continue to support, uh, patreon.com slash LBHT show. We're getting ready to hit the overtime show right now and talk about what's that? What's that term? The uh, the, Brock the Brock life, life. the Brock life. Right. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> the Brock life. Do not follow Brock. Okay, into into disaster. Okay, do not follow Brock into disaster. Uh, we're going to talk about Brock uh, uh, really soon. Um, are you going to hang out with us, Ike, in in a in an OT, or are you going to get lost like Mikey does? <laughs> I will let Ike think about that. V, uh, are you ready? <laughs> It's weird, you know, Mike is the most part-timing and full-time podcaster I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? He's not even here right now. Damn. Damn. <laughs> he is ready. We are out of here. Everybody have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you next time. Peace.